Almost half of the county mayors in the Upper Cumberland just finished serving their first year in office as new mayors. I continue visiting with those mayors to catch up on how their terms are going and how their counties are progressing. Today, my guest is Cumberland County Mayor Alan Foster. He's no stranger to county government, previously serving as a county commissioner. Alan, thank you for joining me this morning. Well, thanks for having me, Ben. I'm glad to be here. Appreciate your time. Uh, county commissioner, you served two terms. That's right. Was that the first decision you made in serving as county commissioner to be in public service? Actually, it was not. I decided and ran for and won school board back in 2002. I, I remember being a little bit frustrated about the things that were going on at the time. And from my perspective at the time, right or wrong, I don't know, but it seemed like to me that we needed people in there that would put the kids first. That was actually my slogan, putting kids first. And uh, I remember I went and uh, I got frustrated. I went and I picked up my papers. And I thought, well, I won't have them signed. And then I went and got the signatures, and I thought, yeah, I'm not going to turn them in. <laughs> and then I turned it in. I'm like, well, you know, I can still withdraw. <laughs> and the next thing you know, I'm sitting there on election night, sick to my stomach, about to die to see the results. <laughs> yep. And and uh, and I won. So that's actually how I got into, I guess, politics. I've always hated being called a politician. but Right. I, and I actually did not know that. So I, I love having guests on that I may know, but I learned something as well. Yeah. And so uh, two terms of school board or just one? One term and decided – I wanted to look for something different to do. That's a tough job. It is. It's a very tough job. How many school board members are there in Cumberland? There are nine, one from each of our districts. So 18 commissioners and nine school board members. That's right. So the yeah. well, school board member will, will represent two county commission districts. They, they represent one. We've got nine districts. Okay. So they, they're one, and then we have two, two from each of okay. the districts. Yeah. I got you. Uh, in Putnam County, which is where I'm from, and I serve as commissioner, we have 24 commissioners and six school board members. So the school board, each member represents two commission districts oh just local rules and how they each county is different across the state yeah your service as a school board member how was that as far as um dealing with the public i know the questions are all school related what was your most common question as a school board member was it test scores related was it uh interaction with the kids uh at at schools uh, discipline problems what was your most common question you know it was mostly parent interaction uh, my first year I decided I went in there and I thought, you know, <laughs> here I have gone and ran and won this thing and I really don't know anything about it. So I decided I was going to take a year and just listen and learn. I wanted to learn not just about the school budget, but county budgets and, and how those things functioned in general. And so I did that in my, my second year, I thought I want to run for chairman. And so for my last three years, I was chairman. I remember the first vote was five to four oh, wow. and I, I'd wondered on occasion over that next year if I should have voted for myself or not, right. but but I did. But the 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 next two years I ran for chairman and they were unanimous. So we had things going the right way. We did a lot of stuff while I was there. We built Stone Memorial High School. We had to do rezoning for Brown Elementary coming online. We got all the schools SACS accredited. You know, it was a very very busy four years. And adding the chairman on top of that, it actually. It's not an administrative role, but it's sort of a, an administrative role, right. so it, it's a lot. And we'll talk about the difference in being chair of the school board and chair of the commission later. Uh, did you have kids when you ran for a school board? I did. So that might have had a little bit of a influence, because you have kids, you want to see them have the best school system, possibility, education, mm-hmm. and you ran. Were they young at the time? I they were young. You're a young time. guy, so yeah, I'm assuming yeah. they were. Um, your family. Yeah. You got to have a supportive family to be in public service. You got to have, well, it'll be successful, I should say. It's it's hard to balance uh, a family that maybe isn't all in with you compared to a family that is and, and, and you being in that role. Well, tell me about your family. 
Uh, I am very blessed to have a very supportive family. My wife, Rebecca, has always been right there with me through all these decisions to run or not run. She is actually the former chief nursing officer of Kerman Medical Center in Crossville. She did that for for many years. And recently, uh, Congressman John Rose asked her to come on his team as the district director. I've been married to her for 29 years. Wow. 29 years wow. now. You both, you both look young. You look like you got married at, what, 16 maybe? Yeah, I mean, yeah, golly. So I got married at 20, which is young. <laughs> it is young. That is very is young. young. Well, I met your wife and talked to her some, and she's in public service, as you said, working mm-hmm. for Congressman John Rose. So that helps you two to be in public service. You feed off each other. You bounce ideas off each other. A little bit different spectrum. You're Cumberland County. She's 17 plus 17 full plus two partial counties. Yeah. So she's got a little bit bigger area Mm -hmm. that she's consulting with and being that representative, but it helps. And and your children, tell me about your children. I have two children, my daughter, Brooke, she's 26. She's an RN and she recently started back. I guess she's in year two of her uh, getting, she's the first cohort going through Tennessee tech. To get the doctorate degree, and she wants to be a pediatric nurse practitioner. Nice. So she's still involved in that program. My son is uh, 22, and I guess he's a junior at Tennessee Tech in athletic training. So I guess we're a Tennessee Tech family. My wife and That's I good. both got our bachelor's and our master's there. And, of course, my, my kids, hopefully, they end up with some degrees there, too. So. Good. I'm alumnus of Tech as well. Um, so school board for four years decided mm-hmm. that was – Probably enough time there. Yeah. You took a break uh, I did. from 06 to 10. Yes. Then decided in 2010 to run for county commissioner. That's right. So what made you jump out of the fire into the frying pan from school board to county commission? Well, you know, I remember uh, after that four years on the BOE, I definitely needed to take a little bit of a break. I took four years off, and I did run in 2010, and I re- uh, was reelected in 14. uh when my wife and I moved back here from Nashville, we'd always decided that we wanted to be a part of the community to give out, to, to be of service to the community. And mm-hmm. that's really why I've always looked at this thing. I never ran for school board thinking I was going to be a county commissioner. And I certainly never ran for county commissioner ever thinking I was going to run for county mayor. I, uh, I, that's probably not the path you would take if right. you wanted to be a county mayor, right. especially the school board part with how it can be so controversial. But, uh, that's kind of what got me there. I just wanted – I felt like I could. I had something I could add. Just, everyone's listening. You're listening to Mayor Alan Foster. This is trending. We're discussing his background. About to get into this public service, we began t- talking about county commission. Two terms. Uh, anything in those eight years as county commission or a couple things – as those eight years of your service, that Cumberland County did really well. The county commission and the and the administration did really well for the county. I think uh, we mended the relationship with the Board of Education. That's good. That had been a contentious area for a while. Right now it's still a very good relationship. We've worked well with the current director of schools. That was important. But we also did some, some larger items. We were in the middle of building an elementary school. We have K-8 schools in Cumberland County and three high schools. Uh, so we, we weren't really mended that relationship. And to me, every four years when a commission is elected, the first thing, the most important thing I believe is for them to learn how to get along. It's hard sometimes if you've never been on a board like that. Right. And, And the thing you've got to remember is that you can disagree without hating each other. That's right. And, uh, so that's something that I actively try to work on when I was a part of the commission and even now with the with the different commissioners you're going to have different ideas you're going to have different opinions but 
but understand it's a business decision and that you can walk away from it and still get along. Right. And and having those relationships as a county commissioner with a school board is great. Putnam County, uh, we I feel like we've progressed with our relationships with the school board as county commissions. We meet at least twice a year together uh, to discuss what's going on, what do the schools need, can we help you in any way. Uh, and But a lot of counties I work with in Upper Cumberland have that problem, that strain between the two bodies and that often leads to really no progress for either either side. Um, one of the state laws that was changed a few years ago about budgeting come out of my area because the school board and the county commission couldn't agree on a budget. Mm-hmm. And that may not always happen, but they were not willing even to negotiate. Right. And that state law uh, that changed the budget basically said the county commission has the power to adopt the previous year's budget for the school board if the school board chooses not to. Yeah. So that relationship, I mentioned that's important to have. Well, you, I mean, you said the key word is relationship. Mm-hmm. You have to have relationships with the people you work with, whether it's politics or or in the, the private sector. Having well, relationships with those people matter. And my very best friend in the world, uh, other than my, my wife, is uh, my school board member. So he and I talk about every day or every other day. And it may not be everything about school county, but we do talk a lot about that. We've known each other. I'm 39. I've known him since I was a kid. I was born. So – we have that relationship, and I know other school board members reach out to me. So I, I talk and communicate with them, and it's always positive. It's always, what can you do? F- what what can I do for you? What can I help you with? The director of schools we have a good relationship with, and I imagine you do too Yes, yeah, with now do. as your county mayor. Yes. So as commissioner, you're, you're there eight years, uh, 18 commissioners in Cumberland County. The county mayor's seat is coming open in 2018. Mayor uh, Carey. Mayor, um, is is not running again. What made you decide to run? You know, it was actually a very difficult decision for me. Uh, I had a good job. I made good money. I had a a secure job. Mm-hmm. I could have been there for as long as I wanted to. Right. And so, and I'm also I'm not young, but I'm not old. Right. I've got some years to put sure. in the workforce, and and the and the thought of you know, hey, am I going to go and, and and run for election every four years? That's a tough one. So. uh People started basically asking me if I'd run. I told them, you know, I just don't think so. And I remember I was talking to my wife about it. I was saying, so-and-so asked me to run. And she said, well, people are asking me the same. You should consider it. I think you'd make a great mayor. And so I did. You know, I prayed about it, talked with my pastor, talked with friends and family. And I can honestly say it's probably one of the best decisions I've ever made. I, I actually, I just love this job. Good. We're going to continue to talk about that decision for you to run a county mayor. You're listening to Trending on News Talk 94.1 FM and 1600 AM. This has been Rogers. We'll be back in just a few minutes with Cumberland County Mayor Alan Foster. You're listening to Trending on News Talk 94.1 FM. This has been Rogers. My guest today is Cumberland County Mayor Alan Foster. We are talking and discussing about his decision to run for county mayor, served as county commissioner for two terms. Alan, you decided to run for county mayor. What You had mentioned your career. You had a good career. Mm-hmm. What did you do before you decided to run for county mayor? Well, at the end, I was in IT management. I was actually the uh, the IT manager for this area for Del Bar, and then that changed into Ficosa. Okay. And so I worked there for 12-plus years. And after that, I moved to Harriman and worked at Roan State Community College there in IT management. So, the, so those a experiences. Nerd. Yeah, I was a nerd. Nerd. He was yeah. a nerd. Well, I get accused <laughs> That's of what my kids well. call me, that or a geek. Yeah, so, yeah, accounting nerd is what people say yeah. to me. But mm-hmm. so those experiences at Roan State and Ficosa, Del Bar, the, 
that help you in one making decision to run for county mayor and giving you confidence to that you could do the job? You know, I guess to some degree, yes. You know, it was dealing with people, the leadership part of it, management part of it, all that aspect of how to manage people, which is a bigger portion of the job than I really thought it would be. Right. The administration, administrative portion. Uh, honestly, though, one of the 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 biggest learning uh, times I had was on school board. That that really helped yeah. me with the decisions as as a, as a sure. mayor. Sure. Hmm. So you get elected now. You, Cumming County has primaries, and for uh, everybody that don't know that listens, not all counties in the state of Tennessee has a primary. Yeah. Some just have that general election that's uh, nonpartisan. Have a general election. The reasoning behind that is, is different. Uh, some they want to take the parties out of it. They don't want to have to affiliate with a party. Some of it's because of cost. Because mm-hmm. if you, you if you're bipartisan, you have two elections in a uh, election year. You have the primary, then the general, and they both cost money. Uh, so there's re- different reasons counties do not have a primary, or they do want one. Cullen County does. Mm-hmm. Uh, you ran on the Republican ticket. Mm-hmm. How many candidates ran? I believe there were six of us total. So you come out of the primary. Yes. Did you have an opponent in August? I had an independent in independent. August. Okay. So, and, and, and if you're an independent, which is what I ran as a commissioner, uh, you don't have to worry about primaries. You go straight mm-hmm. to the general election. Right. So you had an independent opponent. You obviously won. You took office last September 2018. Mm-hmm. You've had one full year. Mm-hmm. What have been some of the, the – other than – and we'll get into the budget – but what has something that you've seen in the first few months that you wasn't aware of or you didn't know from this side of things? I think there's more administrative issues than I really thought there would be. Uh, there's just a lot of things. You know, I, I need to get the right employees in the right place right. and things like that. You know, we, we brought an HR director on. That was a big step for Cumberland County. A lot of administrative things. And, and I knew how many lawsuits we had, but – when you're the mayor, you get to see those as they come in, right. and you're you're in on them from start to finish, from negotiations to mediation to whatever, sure. and uh, we get sued quite a bit. Thankfully, mm-hmm. we win most of those, right. but you know, there's there's just a lot of things like that that you don't think about. When so, when the county gets in Cumberland County, when the county gets sued, county attorney obviously, I'm assuming, helps with that case. Mm-hmm. Other a lot of counties will utilize a county attorney, maybe more legal counsel. I guess y'all rely heavily on your county attorney. Our county attorney uh, helps us at the beginning, and it gets turned over to the insurance pool. Right. You know, and you get that fancy deductible every time somebody <laughs> sues you. But, exactly. But, you know, the, how that goes. I've seen some deductibles in counties up to $50,000, you know, and yeah. so they're out. 50000 uh, and then the insurance will kick in after that. So you had some challenges. We'll talk more a little bit about your first year as well, but let's get into the budget because that's one of the things, I, since we're still kind of – Budgets are done, thankfully, the August 31st deadline, but every budget in the state of Tennessee for counties was passed. Uh, when I have a county mayor on, I love to talk about the budget. I'm a budget guy. I am, too. It's for, and Well, and part of that's because you've been on the school board mm-hmm. and, and you served on the commission. Um, as first year in mayor, as mayor, when you began your term, the budget had been passed because mm-hmm. you were not in as a county mayor when the budget was passed for fiscal year eighteen nineteen, but you were a commissioner. So you being that com- a commissioner gave you familiarity. Was you on the budget committee? Uh, for six of my eight years, I was on the budget committee. The first two years, I was not. In my last two years, I was the chairman of it. So I was the chairman of the budget committee while running to be mayor. So you, you're obviously enthralled into this budget. You know uh, everything about it. I've, I've been budget committee chair every year besides one in Putnam County, and I dive into it. Yeah. 
in the weeds. It, obsess with it. Yeah. Dream about it. I, the th- as deep as I get into it, I find I learn something every year. Sure. I, oh, yeah. All the time. You, you'll you see something in a function or, or part of a department's budget, like, where does this come from? Mm-hmm. Or this, you see a revenue line item, like, what what is this revenue? Yeah. You, even though I've been budget chair for five years, you're like, how does this happen? It's pretty complicated. It I is. mean, it really is. is. County budgeting gets complicated. But so you're, you're used to it, or you're used to the budget process. You know what the budget is. So there really wasn't a big learning curve from mayor or from commissioner to mayor. But did you see any surprises once you took that mayor office in the budget process? Well, from, from a commissioner's side, you see it as line items and amounts and totals. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a mayor, it's a process thing. Yep. How do I do an invoice? Right. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what yeah. all do I have to sign off on? The things that come through my office that I have to sign off on, even though we are uh, Financial Management Act of 81, there's still all these invoices and things. So uh, I, I had more to learn process-wise from the administrative part of it. But it's like you said, you know, from the different level of the, the line items and all that, it's completely different. And you're, you're listening. My guest today is Cumberland County Mayor Alan Foster. We're discussing the Cumberland County budget. So now you're managing – the budget, along with your finance director, mm-hmm. uh, and he he uh, is going to be the CFO of the county. You're the CEO, but you still have a responsibility to manage the budget because you've got departments. Yeah, i got ten, I believe 10 departments that so work. So you oversee 10 departments. You have 10 department heads that answer to you. So you're heavily still involved day to day now. Absolutely. We, we have staff meetings generally, uh, at least as a group, once a month. You know, every now and then we won't have one. We're not having this one this month, and we're starting quarterly budget meetings where I'm going to meet with the department head and the finance director, and we're going to look, are we having any areas of concern, you know, things where we might go over, what can we do? So, yes, I'm definitely paying close attention to the budget. I think that's a great idea, quarterly budget meetings. I've actually tossed that around with some of our committee members, and I think that's going to be a topic we we discuss and maybe call a budget committee meeting in the next couple of months just to see, like you said, <clears throat> where the county's at based on the budget we approved in July. Yeah, our budget committee meets every month. Every month. Every single month. And there's always something to do. Do they approve budget amendments? The If it's within a series, they approve those right there. But if it's between series, it has to go to the full commission. I got you. Counties are different. It's It mm-hmm. happens differently in, in all counties. Some budget amendments go through another committee uh, for approval or, re- or actually recommendation. Uh, most counties, if there's a budget, if a department head wants a budget amendment during the year, uh, in a lot of counties, it, it sends through a committee, but whether the committee passes or not, it still ends up on the agenda for the full commission. All it does is either comes with a recommendation for approval or it doesn't come with a recommendation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the counties are structured different. Uh, in 95, all 95 counties are structured different somehow with budget amendments. 1981 Centralized Financial Management Act. Coleman County's had that for how long? To the best of my memory, I believe. It was brought up and approved in 84 and actually went into uh, – it took effect in 85. So not long after the legislature, yeah. the Tennessee legislature approved this act, the 1981 act, Cumberland County was progressive oh, and yeah. said, hey, we want to try this. Yeah. We want to see how this works. Uh, White County was the same. I think they passed those in 86 or 87. Those are two of the county. I have four counties in Upper Cumberland that have – actually five now with Cannon County uh, being forced to do it through a referendum. And, um, but – Five counties now that operate under that centralized financial management. So y'all have had it since the mid-80s. How is it working? I think it's great. It's it's really a centralization of services. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have a finance department for all these other departments. You have one finance department with a group that works and, and does all that. And you, if it's used properly, you can work together. It, it helps that. I know it takes a load off the mayor. 
Right. Honestly, you know, there's a lot of things that you have to do differently if there's there's not the financial management of Active 81 in place. I think it's I think everybody should be on it. I'm a I'm a strong proponent of of that act. Do you think your job would be different if that act was not in place? Absolutely. I would even be involved in more minutiae of the, you know, and, and like I said, I'm already involved. I know what's going on with the budget and things like that. But when you get into the details of process, I know some mayors sign every check to go out. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how you could do that in Cumberland County. I don't think it would be possible in Cumberland County. To take County. the time to do it. Yeah. There's so much going on. And, and you're focusing on quality of life for your residents. You're Absolutely. focusing on uh, growing revenue. You're focusing on bringing things into the county that helps that quality of life. Mm-hmm. So spending an hour a day signing checks doesn't sound appeasing to you. No, well, you know, there's there's certain administrative aspects that you're you have you're exactly right. You've got the administrative portion, and then you've got the your vision portion, the things that you actually ran on. And you know, I like to be out doing working on the vision things sure. as well as the administrative things. Sure. Well, part of that financial management act is, with the finance director is that person in this case, Mr. Nathan Brock, mm-hmm. had consolidates that budget and consolidates those requests. So you're not having to put all that together. It's That's for right. the budget committee. You're not just my to, ten departments. Right, that just, goes through me first, which takes time enough yeah, time it does. as itself. But the other county officials will send their budget to to Nathan. He's consolidating it, getting it ready to go to budget committee for approval. Uh, the budget process, and we will get into that just in a minute in, in our next segment, but the budget process in Cumberland County is made easier through the 1981 Financial Management Act because the, he's one person's consolidating everything, and, and it, the information those commissioners get comes from one place. That's right. So when you got questions, you can go to him. Mm-hmm. If it's another finance director, go to him or her. And they can answer those questions. So I think it's – I'm a proponent. I think people know by listening to the show I'm a proponent. Uh, you're listening to Trending on News Talk 94.1 FM and 1600 AM. This is Ben Rogers. My guest so far has been Mayor uh, from Cumming County, Alan Foster. When we come back, we will discuss when the budget was approved in Cumming County and was there a tax rate increase. This is Trending, and you're listening to Ben Rogers with Mayor from Cumming County, Alan Foster. We've been discussing the budget process uh, one of the few counties, I believe, in the Upper Cumberland that did not raise taxes, property taxes, was Cumberland County. Is that correct, Mayor? That's correct. So when you start the budget process, uh, when did y'all really start looking at hard numbers? A few years ago, we started doing an all-day budget session to, okay. to open it up. Okay. And that really has helped our process along. So we started that this year on May 6th. And so we know there there's certain departmental or uh, offices budgets that are just you know they're pretty quick you sure. know you've done it so we try to get most of those in on that all-day session so we're there we know they're from eight until four or five six whatever right until we get that group of things done so that started back on may 6th uh, we we didn't approve the budget until august 5th that's pretty typical from Cumberland county we last week of july first week of august uh, we typically like to see a, a close of the previous budget you know you're allowed to go ahead with the previous budget now without a without a resolution or anything so we generally like to see the books closed and try and get as close as we can for our fund balances and things like that because it actually helps you make better budget decisions i I know it looks like you're late and i guess in essence you are late but it helps us this year you know the school system was asking for another seven hundred thousand dollars or so and then when we finally kept getting those numbers in and the sales tax came in. Right. They had it. They had it. They had it. So that's seven hundred thousand that we would have been trying to find out of the budget that right. we didn't have to because they had it because it was such a good year. So I'm a I'm actually a proponent of doing it that way. You and I have agreed on a lot since I've known you, uh, and I definitely agree with you on that. We we've passed ours in Putnam County last Monday in July, and we get 
criticized a little bit for waiting that late, and and not to be critical of the state and the comptroller's office, but they would like to see every county pass it before the end of June. And my argument was, because I work with them almost on a daily basis in my, my job, my career, my argument is just what you said. Let's close a year out. Let's see where we're at. Let's have hard numbers. That way we're not putting a burden on the taxpayer if – we if there's a request that's not necessarily needed. Oh yeah, I mean that seven hundred thousand would be four plus cents of property tax in Cumberland County that we wouldn't have to use. So exactly. yeah, I think it makes good fiscal sense. And you know things are pushed down from the federal to the state, the state to local. And I just think that that makes us gives us the time to make the best decisions for the public. I like it, and I I would encourage a lot of counties to do that. I know the. Comptroller's office is cringing when I say that, but That's okay. it's better to have accurate numbers and, and be and, and still be on time and make good decisions. So May 6th, you meet all day. You mm-hmm. get a lot of information out there. Uh, I notice fiscal year 2018, the general fund, and when I speak of the general fund in county government, that really houses a lot of the operations, uh, all the county officials, the jail, the sheriff's mm-hmm. office, your all your 10 departments that you oversee, uh, ambulance service. We do have solid waste that's outside the general fund. Okay, you do yeah. have solid waste mm-hmm. funds. Some do, some don't. So fiscal year 2018, the fund balance took a hit about $366,000. Still left the county with over $6 million in fund balance. Yeah, and that was projected. I think we did a little better than what the projections were. So, And I'm glad you mentioned that because a lot of times counties will budget expenditures higher than revenue, and people will say, well, that's not a balanced budget. Well, you're being conservative yes. on your revenue and being uh, worst case scenario on expenditures. That's exactly what we do. That's it, exactly what that, we do on our budget. What a lot of counties do, and it helps them, and it it gives them an idea of you know where they can end at. So you you have a little over six million starting eighteen nineteen, which is your first year starts part of your first year in mayor. Was there a concern since y'all hit fund balance in eighteen that you might hit fund balance in nineteen? Uh, you know we we do we do it a little different in Cumberland County. When we get our end year, we, like I said, we wait till the, the end numbers are as close as we can get them. And we go through the operational portion of the budget first, the things that you have to do. You know, your health, your expenses for health insurance that go up, all those things. We get all those bundled up. And so the first thing we look at after that is we take care of our employees. What kind of a raise are we going to give our employees? Sure. And then after that, we go into capital and personnel. Are we going to add any people? Do right. we have the funds to add people? Yes or no. And and if 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 you don't have the funds, then are you willing to raise taxes to fund those? Right. But the other portion of that is capital. And we use our fund, our general fund fund balance, and to some degree our debt service fund balance as a capital fund. I don't like to see our general fund balance any lower than four million dollars or so. What percentage of that is? Uh, we're about a hundred and ten million budget. So okay. whatever the math is on that, four right. percent or sure. something. Uh, I don't like it any lower than, and that's including the school Schools, budget. Right. So, yeah. so that yeah. was fifty-seven point or fifty-nine or something of our budget okay. this year. So it's over half of our budget. Sure. So for the county side, that's a pretty good percentage. We like to do that for cash flow. You know, we've Absolutely. had. You know, I don't like to have to have some type of a revolving loan from yeah. a bank so yeah. that we can meet payroll. Yeah. In Cumberland County, we don't have to do that. Uh, so and the comptroller doesn't want you to do that. No, so. no, it's it's not good business That's to right. do that. So if we keep it around the three to four million dollar range, we're usually good. Except for during the ice storm, we had some right. We had some hits on that, That's but true. we still didn't have to take out a loan during the ice storms with all that, which is a big deal. Another advantage of having a healthy fund balance is that emergency happens. Uh, Mother Nature takes its course. 
and storms or weather comes in, you've got cash. That's right. You're not having to borrow it. And a lot, you know, sometimes FEMA or TEMA will reimburse you. You don't guarantee. Not guarantee. <laughs> they do. That. It takes about two. Eventually, or three years. <laughs> <It> <laughs> they takes, let you float it for the first part of it for it quite a while. It takes a little while. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you got that cash to pay for it. You're listening to trending. Uh, my guest today is Cumming County Mayor Alan Foster. We're discussing the Cumming County budget. So you, you try to keep fund balance at least four million. You started out with six million. Where did you end that fiscal year 19, roughly? We, it was higher than that. It was o- above what the projections were. I don't recall the exact so numbers. So you put money back we in. We put money back in, and then we spent some money out of it. Sure. That's always good. As the budget process went, when did you realize you didn't need a tax increase? Uh, I realized early on that I didn't think we were going to. It right. was honestly a very good year in Cumberland County. Sure. The last fiscal year, the economy is very strong. Sales tax are very strong. Lots of homes being built, mm-hmm. good retail going on. So I, I realized early on I didn't think we were going to have to and that we were going to have some money there to do a few things that we've been waiting on. What um, What's the value of the penny in Cumberland County? The gross is about 157000 158000 and we netted out at one hundred and fifty. We budgeted based on one hundred and fifty. So you had a little bit of a delinquent rate. Because not do. everybody pays yeah. in that first year. They usually eventually pay in the months after. But you, you have to budget a variance rate yeah, we to, for your budget purposes because you don't want to overstate revenue ever. No, uh, you <laughs> never. want to overstate revenue. So no tax rate increase. And like I said, you're one of the few counties up or coming that had, did not have to do that. Um, does Cumming County have a wheel tax? We do not. So you're wheel tax free. Sales tax, is the sales tax maxed out? At the night? sales tax is maxed out. What, how is the sales tax? I know 50% of it has to go to schools. How's the other? The, when we were at 2.25 before we raised the half cent, the, when it went to referendum, the county said that we would give our portion of that to the school system okay. as well. And that is partially what pays for the school debt. And, you know, it obviously doesn't cover all our debt. Right. But that is used for school debt, too. Speaking of debt, how much debt does Cumberland County have, including the schools, roughly? We're in about $60 million. We're pretty well, low. That's not, I think that's, that's not bad at all. It's not bad. The per capita, size. we've got a debt policy that would let us go up to $1,200 per capita. So we would have and that's uh, quite a bit more. That's really low, too, because mm-hmm. the financial, uh, the governmental financial officer association, they're the experts on governmental finance. They tell you that, you know, 1200 to 5000 5, 5, is roughly the range of per capita. So yeah. you're on the low end. Oh, absolutely. We're on the conservative end on that. And that's good. That, that What that means is, is basically if everybody had to pay uh, the debt in the county, that's, you know, they owe less than that. So that's really yeah. good economics and good financial structure for yeah we changed a lot of things up with our debt policy Did, so <laughs> i I'm know glad, we're chasing a rabbit on this I, no one, i'm glad you brought i get that the weeds up. in this, this stuff uh, off do you, does your debt policy allow for variable rate interest or is it, it all fixed it allows for variable rate it does no longer allow us for synthetic debt we do have a portion of our debt that's synthetic and it bothers me sure. I, I don't like having synthetic debt because sure. what that tells you is that it's a fake Mm-hmm. Fixed rate, mm-hmm. and you get into derivatives, mm-hmm. the dirty word. That, we don't like derivatives. That, no, we do not like derivatives. And so we do have a, a percentage of our debt that is synthetic fixed rate. Uh, I'd love to be out of all that, but it's difficult to get out of. Well, I believe in mixing it up with variable and fixed. Uh, but I, in the when I say fixed, it is fixed. Mm-hmm. It's not going to change. If right. it's 3%, it's going to be 3% for life alone. The variable rate, the last 14 years, basically, really since, well, since about 06, 07, last 12, 13 years, has been low. Yeah. And a lot of county governments have saved thousands and millions of dollars by doing a variable rate you've seen variable rates get down to one percent mm-hmm. and no really no more hot no higher than three percent at times 
and you have a, you can have a fixed rate at three, four, or five percent. So your counties that's chosen to do some of their debt in variable rates, great. Now the problem is, is when it starts creeping back up. Well, we budget for that though. We but we consider synthetic as variable, and our variable is variable. So mm-hmm. when we're budgeting, we do two to three percent above what those rates are in our calculations for what we're going to fund in our debt service. So if those rates go up through the year, we've got the money there. That's just good budget practice. Yeah, I'm yeah. not saying that because you're here. I, I, you could do some classes. In fact, the next time I got to teach a class on budgeting, I'll just let you come. <laughs> Sounds good to me. So the budget got passed August 5th, 6th, I believe you said. Um, everything's good. People are happy. Was you able to give employees raises? We gave the employees a raise. We're actually looking to do another salary study to make sure we're still competitive. We did one three years ago. Salaries are increasing, so uh, we were able to do that. We added a few employees this year. The sheriff got three road deputies. He hadn't had de- road deputies in years. Right. Our priority had been putting uh, eight SROs in our elementary schools. The prior years, that's done. He needed some road deputies. We did that. We got a couple of EMTs. So we, we did some things. That's good. Yeah. So you're progressing, adding personnel to provide more services. That's what we're trying. That's the goal. Mm -hmm. You are listening to Trending on 94.1 News Talk FM, 1600 AM. This is Ben Rogers. Today, my guest so far has been Mayor Alan Foster, and we've finished discussing budgets. We're going to talk about what's to come for Cumming County coming up. You're listening to 94.1 FM and 1600 AM. This is Trending. I'm visiting with Cumberland County Mayor Alan Foster. Mayor, one of the things I've not done is asked you two questions, random questions. I asked two to three you're making um, me nervous, Ben. I, I know, and I'm right. putting you on the spot. But I, I'd like to our listeners to actually learn something about you other than related to county government or local government. All right, what's your favorite sport? Well, I played basketball in high school, but I have to say my favorite sport would be football. Football, favorite team? Uh, College, NFL. UT. UT. Uh, I like to follow Tech. My son actually played at Tech for a year. Okay. Uh, I like multiple teams in the NFL. Good. Good. Uh, another random question. What is your favorite kind of music? Rock music. Hey, and, you, and you should go catch Guns N' Roses with me sometimes. <laughs> is that your favorite band? I love Guns N' Roses. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. You They're know. still touring, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Been to see them twice lately. So you've been to see them twice. Okay. Good deal. Hey, there you go, folks. You never know, huh? You've learned two things about the mayor from Cumberland County. So we've talked about the budget. The process was pretty smooth. Um, your first year... Some of the changes you've made, and I know one personally because I've worked with your new uh, HR director, but you decided to hire a full-time HR director and, and in essence, have an HR department. I know it's an department of one right now, mm-hmm. but what inspired that decision to bring on somebody full-time for HR? You know, HR is very important, and I, there's been some feedback on that that people don't understand why we need it. I'm telling you, in today's world, Cumberland County, we've got around 400 or so employees. Mm-hmm. You need an HR department. If nothing else, it helps you. Uh, with lawsuits sure you know and we've got a big lawsuit an eeoc lawsuit can't say a lot about that one right right now but if if anybody's read the front page of our paper you know about it and you know that's one of the things that spurred it you got to make sure that people have the training they need to do their jobs and the training that they need to be good employees to each other and so we've got we're working on that whole program we've almost got a final draft of the new uh, policies that we're going to submit to the county commission. Sure. So, you know, we're, it's been a busy year for her, too, and we've, we've done a lot. But I, I think that HR is an investment, and it's a savings. And, 
you know, our finance department did that before, but they're finance people. They did as good a job as they could, right, right. but they're not, that's not their role. That, that HR department takes a burden not only off you, but off of the finance office. And I know the HR employee, the director answers to you, mm-hmm. but you're not having to take the phone calls for mm-hmm. HR. You're not having, you have that department. How many employees do you have in your office, in the mayor's office? Uh, the, I have two, two in my office. I have an administrative assistant and an office manager. And then the, and the HR department's beside you, mm-hmm. just down the hall, and I know that department answers you as well. So that's one change. Have there been any other changes uh, since last September you or the county have made or any capital projects y'all started working on for the county? We, we've got a capital project that's be, about to close out. I don't know. If you go down I-40 and you get the Crab Orchard area, look to your right. Mm-hmm. If you're going east, and you can see the basically a new school that's been built over there. Okay, That's been a $12-plus million investment. It should close out in the next couple of months. Uh, the original portion of the school is coming down. There was a portion that was built in the early 2000s, very early, like 2000, 2001. That's going to be connected to. And so it's a, a really nice project. We did a lot of work at uh, Cumberland County High School, the original high school there. It's almost – they're about to put a new roof on it, and when that's done, it's it's had a lot of work done to it, and it's in really good shape. The restrooms – we just redid all the restrooms. You know, those get bad in a hurry, and we renovated the football stadium. It was having some issues with, with it. So we, we've had some pre- capital projects going on. Good. That's yeah. actually the last time we had a property tax increase in Cumberland County as well was for that project. A lot of times uh, capital projects and, and issuing debt come with a tax increase. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I tell people we basically we have a, a bare bones or close to it budget. Mm-hmm. And if we if we have something that we can't wait for the growth to take care of, we're going to have to find a way to pay for it. Is your debt service fund balance growing or do you put enough in to balance it out to pay your principal and interest? Or do you have room for capital projects coming up that where your debt service fund balance is growing, where you can take on maybe some new debt? We do have it is growing uh, to some degree, and we can take debt out if if our general fund. You know, we talked about how we do our budget. If our general fund can't handle all the capital items that we want to take that year, we can, in essence, loan ourselves the money out of. You know, there's laws with how you transfer between sure, funds, sure. but we can, in essence, loan ourselves the money to fund our capital items out of that fund as well. So it serves as a, a capital item. So you try to well. pay cash for, we for try to. like ambulances and Absolutely. patrol cars yep. and maybe a fire truck. You try to pay cash for that because you're saving that interest cost, closing costs right. on the loan. So I, I always encourage that. You're listening to 94.1 FM at 1600 AM. We're uh, talking to Cumberland County Mayor Alan Foster. Some of the changes looking forward go or some of the things to achieve going forward that you see might be important for the county. You, you, you're guaranteed, as long as you're alive, and I hope you're alive a long time, three years left in this term. That's right. So you got three years. Anything you and the commission are looking to do the next three years? Well, I've got some things that, that, that are in my mind that I want to do. Uh, we have a select Tennessee site for right on I-40 on the uh, 317 exit. Mm-hmm. And it is, I mean, it's right on that exit. It's a two hundred, roughly 260,000-square-foot building pad. It's not concrete, but it's graveled. We had sure. some pr- trouble with people being able to visualize that. And that's one of the things that I'm proud of, too. Our city and our county are getting along very well right now. And the city and the county partnered with the state. The state gave us a half a million, and the city and the county both put in 250 to to do that building pad. And, you know, so I want somebody on that building pad I want retail. We're looking at new retail. Cumberland County is underserved in retail. So if anybody is in retail and looking to, to locate in Cumberland County, 
uh, I want to see license plates in Cumberland County. We had a, a new opening recently that was a good thing, but we need to get more. We have a, our population is at the point where we could do more. Uh, as far as the things with my departments, I really want to continue to improve emergency service in general, not just our ambulance, but that but that service as well. So there's a lot on the there's a lot out there, and I want I'm interested. We've got basically a mega site, the only one on this side of Tennessee at the Plateau Partnership Park. I, I'm trying to get the state's attention. We have three or used to be four distressed counties that touch us that could really benefit all those out there. It's 780 acres, and if we could get a little bit of help from the state on that, there could be a lot of jobs come out of that. So years ago, uh, Mayor Carey had actually, and uh, the county executive in Roan County, Ron Woody, had called me. Both of them had called me and said, we want you to come to this meeting at the Plate- uh, Plateau Partnership. And at the time, there was uh, Cumberland, Roan, Morgan. Morgan yeah. There's three counties mm-hmm. involved. Yeah. So has a lot changed with that over the last few years? Is yeah, they can. They continued to get grants and things to improve it. They're doing some work out there that's just finished up with uh, an entrance. Uh, we need a little more help on that. If we could get somebody to help us with the, making a pad side out of it, mm-hmm. I really believe that would go quickly. There are hits. People do look at that. But, you know, you, you need to be within that. 12 month, 18 month time frame on a large project, 18 months on the high end to be, to for them to be there. And we so we need a little help with from the state with that. How many acres? Uh, the portion in Cumberland County that's the main site, there's about I want to say 780. It's a oh, big site. Wow. So that's a big area for industry or anything really oh, yeah. which I would that, Absolutely. That somebody could utilize and that would be great. Yeah. Speaking of a little bit of challenges, uh in your mind, you've been mayor and commissioner and school board member, county government in general. What are some of the biggest challenges facing county governments? I mean, we used to, in the recession, it was money. We've had a good 10 to 12 years. Still, people are raising taxes. Mm-hmm. In, in your mind, what do you see as challenges in county government? Well, so, some of the things, uh, are, are, we've got a great state and great leaders. Uh, some of the times, though, you know, you get those unfunded mandates that mm-hmm. are passed down to us. The jails are a lot of times overcrowded because of state prisoners. Right. And that costs. Right. We've actually tried to push some of those back out to the state so that we can – we still have a full jail, but at least it's more with locals there. But the unfunded mandates are, are something that we have to watch out for all the time. Yeah, and so one thing that's – I didn't know if we'd get to talk about, the electronic monitoring indigent fund, <laughs> something you and I have learned about the last few months. Yeah. As a consultant for CTAS, I am, and, and you as mayor – that's not necessarily what they call an unfunded mandate, but really if you choose to put monitoring devices on people uh, instead, of, instead of incarcerating them and you want to monitor them. A certain type of them. A certain type. Um, it could end up costing the county some money. It could. And, you know, to me, this is something that got more complicated than it should have with, with the splitting it up. You know, I mean, they thought they were running out of money. It would be easier to, when they're out of money, just say no. Uh, and how it ended up in the mayor's laps. I, that's one of those things I just can't figure out. Uh, the judges are the ones that, that put those devices on the ankles or on the vehicles or whatever. Sure. And so it's extremely difficult that the mayors are getting these letters. Hey, are you, do you want to continue this project? And we were all confused. We don't even know what it was. So, uh, I hear they, I found out last week, they told us they were not, were not going to extend the deadline. They extended they the deadline. Did, yeah. I guess they've had some pushback <laughs> from the county mayors. And I'm glad they're listening. I appreciate that. But, yeah, that's a struggle there. You know, our sheriff had told me they're not using the specific types of devices and that they didn't have plans to. 
But I got to get the judge's input on that because he's the one that makes the orders. And why it didn't go straight to the judges and the sheriff, I don't know. But hey, we'll deal with it. Well, that could change over time. I do have another question mm-hmm. for you. Do you play golf? <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say no. <laughs> I did years ago. I had children, and I quit, and I haven't picked it up. But, boy, you can come play some golf in Cumberland I, County. I want to brag. Um, I love golf courses in Cumberland County, and I think I told you last week I was up there and played uh, Heather Hurst mm-hmm. uh, Bray. And absolutely amazing. The it's people beautiful. there are amazing. Yeah. Everybody's so helpful and nice. Uh, Mayor, thank you for joining me. Uh, I've enjoyed it. You and I are friends. I like yeah. to call you my friend. We talk county government probably yeah. way too much. We are nerds of <laughs> county right. government. That's right. But I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, come back, be with me. Absolutely. If you need anything, let us know. You have been listening to News Talk 94.1 FM, 1600 AM. This has been Trending with Ben Rogers and Mayor Alan Foster from Cumberland County.